Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You are watching a master at work. Welcome to week five of NFL Trend Zone. I am your host, Dustin Baker. I'm here with Wesley Johnson from California and Jason Bowen from South Dakota. We are back on our weekly schedule. This is the week after week four, the week before week five. We're going to go through each and every game that happened this last Sunday, do about three or four minutes on each game, kind of preview each team as they head forward and what they did in week four. It's the usual gig, and we'll get into some of the topical things that's happened around the NFL since we last talked with you guys. That is the agenda. And first, uh, for our promotions, we're going to talk about betonline.ag. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all of your pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use the mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code BLEAV, believe, to receive your bonus. For example, the Dodgers are favored to win the World Series. They're a plus 375 money line. If you think they're going to pull it off, go, go gamble on them. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite uh, Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Following the same format as last week, breaking down the week four games and kind of sort of previewing the week five as we cover those games. Uh, For instance, last Thursday night was Jags and Bengals. Bengals took care of that one 24-21 in a battle of young quarterbacks. It started off as sort of sloppy, but then got exciting down the stretch as uh, both the youngsters dueled and the Bengals ultimately went to three and one. So Wes, We'd be remiss not to talk about the head coaching situation. How long is it before Urban Meyer is not the head coach of that team? Because I said I was on Sioux Falls ESPN radio this week, and he asked me about the Jags for some reason, and he asked me about Urban Meyer. And I told him that you couldn't you know, write a worse beginning to a coaching stint yeah. in, a screen, in a screenplay. So what's the deal on the Jaguars? What's the deal on the head coach? Um, so with the Jaguars, they – they have a lot of young talent. They've also made uh, under Urban Meyer a lot of um, costly mistakes, I would have to surmise. Uh, taking a running back in the first round um, after you took Lawrence, all, although they had a history together, you had James Robinson, who pretty much is a similar type back, um, wasn't necessarily ideal uh compounding that is he came urban Meyer came out later and said that he was targeting Kadarius tony um and when the giants drafted tony he he then about faced and and went with uh travis Etienne. um they gave up on their first round pick of last year which was cornerback um cj henderson i believe um, traded him to Carolina. Um, they have talent. They were in the game with Cincinnati till halftime, and then Cincinnati kind of woke up. Uh, the week prior, they were in the game with Arizona, and <laughs> yeah. and then you know Arizona ended up winning that game. So I I really don't know what's going on. Um, I don't think Meyer is the the coach. Um, I don't think he he's a NFL quality coach. Um, he he's got a checkered history himself. So uh, any slip up from him, and I guarantee he's probably gone. Um, he might just call it quits too after the season if uh, if he doesn't produce here. He's just a stooge. Everywhere he goes, he does does stupid stuff. And then this one, it's it's just predictable. And I don't know, winning cures all, but this one is it doesn't have any winning going along with it. So if they were four and zero, 
that might right. be swept under the rug, but they're never going to be 4 0 because they suck and they suck because he's the coach. So, <laughs> and uh, he threw, uh, he threw his quarterback under the bus. Of course he did. <laughs> he said Lawrence was in Vegas for a bachelor party um, and away from team activities this summer or something uh, in light of him getting caught, you know, with his hands down somebody's pants. So Somebody. that, I don't know. Yeah, that's. Oh, boy. Um, Jason, on the other side of that game, are the Bengals a playoff team or is this just a nice start? I think it's just a nice start. I I don't know. I mean, it's really kind of tough to tell. I mean, the Jags got off to a pretty good start that game. Um, You know, I don't know if a good team allows that. Um, It's really I mean, they got the they got the weapons. They got the young the young quarterback who, who seems to be seems to be the guy. I mean, he has all the tools. He continues to impress much like Herbert. Uh, both of those guys are continuing to, to do the deal. Um, I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, I think they could potentially get in, but it is going to be a crowded AFC. Um, I, I like, I like three teams coming out of the West this year, which makes it a little less likely that well, I guess we don't have to worry about the Steelers, really. Well, maybe we will after this week. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Baltimore might be the only team that gets out of that division. So I, it's 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 really tough to say for me right now. I don't really have – I can't say one way or another. And whichever team doesn't to get out of the West into the uh, postseason, if indeed 3D, that, even that team won't suck. Um, no. Because, because that team right. – it would probably be the Raiders the way it's going. Um, that's why – I told you point blank last week that those three wins by the Broncos were so vital, no matter who they got them against, uh, because you couldn't drop one of those and expect to be in that crowded chase for the sixth and seventh spot. So they had a nice three game cushion. Uh, it didn't work out against the uh, Ravens, but at least they had that three game uh, head start. It was needed for sure. Now, so God, I hope, I hope this isn't a, a ridiculous question and it, and it very well may be, but yep. the way the playoff set settings used to be mm-hmm. right with the six teams getting in, it was possible obviously for, for three teams in one division to make it. Then it isn't now possible that four teams make it from one division. Is it? Yes, it yeah. is. Yep. Wow. Not likely though. Yeah. It's, no, it's, no, very it's unlikely. Tricky. Right. But yeah, they would, uh, every team would have to probably be at least 10 at and least, seven, yeah, eight, maybe nine say. and eight. So yeah, they, they basically split all of their, uh, division games and then take care of business against the AFC teams separately. So yeah, it could certainly happen. Oh, good. Oh, mm-hmm. So that, I guess that wasn't really a ridiculous question then. I, nope. I didn't, I didn't even, it didn't, didn't even think about it until just now. Yep. It would, it, it'll happen. All the weird stuff eventually happens. Like the time that Seattle, Won a playoff game, home playoff game at seven and nine. That was wacky. Yeah, uh, because that division in the NFC could very well, you know, <laughs> sit, yeah. you know, so. Uh, so this week, those two teams we just talked about, the Yaguas and the Bengals, will get losses because the Bengals play the Packers, who look like they're back, and the Jags play a mean, mad Titans team. Uh, the next game uh, for up for discussion was a shootout. I don't know if any of us foresaw this. The Washington football team survived a right. uh, offensive onslaught from a rejuvenated Matt Ryan and Cordell Patterson, your RB1 in all of your fantasy teams, uh, who is just all of a sudden at age 29 or 30, whatever he is, is they've realized that in some teams he can be a bell cow back. Uh, the, the, to me, the takeaway here is that Washington's defense continues to be a disappointment when it has all the talent in the world. I don't know what's going on, but mm-hmm. Taylor Heineke, a former Viking is finding ways to win games and quietly kind of Washington is two and two right in the thick of things. Uh, how bad are the Falcons, Jason? Oh, bad, <laughs> bad, 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 bad. It's, it, you know, it's one of those, like we said before the season started, this uh, team's not going to surprise you if they go 12 and five, they're not going to surprise you if they win only three. It's it's been that way for as long as I can remember, and I don't understand why that is. Are they missing? I, I haven't sat down and watched a game, a full game of theirs, but man, I I just thought that they'd be a little bit better than that. Um, I mean, is is Ryan is he declining at all? What's his numbers looking like? 
Yeah, he's not. First of all, they're not as good of a team as they were during Ryan's prime, and they're flat out. Uh, he's just not as good as he was, and it's one of those teams, kind of like when you when you look in the preseason, look at rosters, you look at it and be like, yeah, that's really not that bad of a team. But when you compare it to other rosters, it is not in the same class as the rest of the team. Oh yeah, well sure, I'm looking at the stats right now. Uh, you know, Ryan is doing Ryan things: 25, mm-hmm. 42, yeah. two, 283, and four touchdowns, and the rushing is putrid. <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely garbage. This one guy on the team has what is that? Who, was that Mike Davis? Mm-hmm. Yep. 13 carries, 14 yards. Yep. Wow. Yuck. Yeah, I mean, and they did spread it around. I mean, it looks like five guys got carries, but it didn't amount to anything. So it's not like they're not trying to do it, but they just can't do it. How good is Washington, Wes? Um, I think you kind of touched on it earlier. It's They're kind of a... I guess, interesting case. Uh, They got to where they were last year because of their defense. Didn't necessarily lose anybody. They added a first-round linebacker to the mix. Um, They currently, I I was trying to pull it up, um, I believe uh, are the worst-ranked defense in the league, which is surprising. Yeah, I I saw something earlier today, and uh, I should have saved it aside, but yeah, uh, it had Washington, the Washington football team ranked as the, the worst uh, defense through um, four games of football. Wow. Yeah. Um, Heineke's That's- in a quarterback. <laughs> uh, obviously, they uh, they had Fitzgerald penciled in as their starter, and uh, he might bring a, a few more things. Definitely the, the veteran experience. Uh, to the position, but uh, Heineke, he's had some ups and downs, some growing pains as a starter, and you know I, I think they have the weapons on offense to be able to move, move the ball up and down the field. It's just a matter of getting the the defense uh, to a position where um, it was, uh, I don't know, top 15 probably would, would get them back to the playoffs. Uh, but yeah. Man, just but but to to both of your guys' points, somehow squeaking out two wins in the midst of that, you gotta think that they're gonna at least come around to be somewhat respectable eventually. Right. Yeah, um Heineke kind of has, and it's not because of the Vikings ties, it kind of has that Case Keenum um aura or reputation that surrounds him because he was never expected to be much, but when he finds a way to win games or the team finds a way to win games. Uh, he gets like the little engine that could type of story that follows him. And they all look at this guy doing all the winning. And there's a lot that goes into that, but at the end he, you know, he is the quarterback of the team. So uh, I don't know how sustainable it is for him, uh, but they're two and two right now. They have the saints on the docket, which is a very in an enigmatic team. And then uh, London has a very crummy game between the Jets and the Falcons. And that one will be on at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. So uh, the folks that are going to watch football on the couch all day, I'll be traveling to Minneapolis to watch the Vikings. But those folks can watch football from sunup to sundown. Uh, yeah. The last thing I'm going to say about the the Washington mm-hmm. team, I mean, just to have a 2-2 two and two record while their defense is ranked dead last, that's an impressive feat in and of itself. <laughs> Without <laughs> – without an elite quarterback. That's it. Right. Yeah, that's exactly it. So, I mean, if I was a Washington fan, I'd be, I'd be pretty excited or at least content with where I was right now at this point, assuming yeah. that my team's defense is eventually going to get their head out of their ass. Uh, right. The next one from week four, we don't need to cover because it was a flogging. The bills took care of the Texans 40 to nothing. The Texans take on the Patriots and the Patriots are nine point favorites on the road in that game. That shows you how bad Vegas thinks the Texans are. And then in the game of the week, the Bills travel to Kansas City to try to follow up on the steam of that 40 to nothing win. Um, the Bills are back. Somehow they lost the Steelers week one, which gave me uh, a lot of credence to believe my Steelers prediction for the season was correct. It turns out it probably was not. Uh, the next game is, or was, excuse me, the Bears topping the Lions 24 to 14. We learned today that Justin Fields is the starter for the rest of the way. So 
we did all of our off-season shows and all of our preseason shows, we talked about when's Fields going to get it. I think uh, I think we kind of said probably when they have a two and four record or something of that. Well, it was two and two. They're another team that's miraculously five hundred, and now they're going to go with Fields, who hasn't looked very good, but it's only two starts. The Lions uh, remain in the cellar, and they go to the Vikings in Week Five. Oh boy. So on the lions West and yep. they are ravaged by injury. We talked about it on my Viking show, uh, the last hour. Yeah. Uh, are they, are they heading toward the first round, uh, the first pick in the draft or will they have an about face? Was their season ended when Justin Tucker crucified them? Um, I, I think they're a decent football team, but wow. like you said, uh, injuries have kind of taken their toll. Um, I, I don't think they're, you know, world beaters or necessarily even a, a nine and eight or eight and nine type of a team, but uh, I think they, if they were healthy, they could probably finish, um, maybe like seven and 10, uh, wow. six and 11 possibly, but, um, yeah, if these injuries continue, then Sure, they'll they'll be in the conversation for uh, the number one pick. Um, I I know last week I predicted the Giants to be the last last or last team without a win. Uh, They were actually able to take care of business this week, uh, but face a a a job a job saving win. Exactly. I don't know if he would have been fired uh, that like you know Monday, but. I was telling you, so Wes came to the Vikings game this week, and he and I got to meet up and go eat pizza after game and all that. And I was telling him, well, I was in my seat at the Vikings game, you get your fantasy alerts, and Saquon started scoring touchdowns. And I was like, my man, scoring garbage time touchdowns. I was all excited for it because I didn't give a damn if they were garbage time. And it turns out they weren't garbage time at all. The Giants came back and uh, got the best of the Saints. Giants are off the schneid, and we talked about that they were in dire shape at 0-3 because they don't or their roster is not becoming of an 0-3 team, but now they're 1-3 with a little bit of momentum. Uh, sticking with the Bears, Jason, is are the Bears a team that can sneakily find a way to a winning record, or is it going to be a growing pain season for Mr. Fields and Monsters of the Midway? Is it just Jason has hopped off for a moment? Yeah. <laughs> Evidently. I think it's just uh, there. Well, I, I will answer my own question. I think the, I think fields will grow and that's not a hot take or breaking news. I think it gets them to about six and 11, seven and 10 at a ceiling. Um, the defense looks okay, but it's not, you've talked about before. It's not quite as good as the ones that we roll our eyes at as Vikings fans. Right. Um, do you, do you see them any better than six and 11, seven and 10? No, no, I think that's about right on the money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, let's see here. Let's what's their upcomers. Lions are going to the Vikings and then those bears. Oh my, they are. They're headed to the Raiders. And so that will probably drop them to two and three. If the Raiders are for real, they should take care of business in, in their, their home. Let's see. Right. Panthers Cowboys. That turned into a high scoring affair. The Cowboys won 36 to 28. Both teams are now three and one. Uh, the Panthers dropped dropped their undefeated streak. And quietly, I kind of think the Cowboys are three and one. Is that one sustainable? Can they win the division? Are you going to revise your prediction yet? Uh, I, I think they can win the, the division. Um, I thought last week, just after watching a couple games from uh, the other teams in the division that Dallas was definitely ahead of the class. Um, if they are able to stay somewhat healthy, um, I fully believe them to capture the East and possibly even um, a first round bye. Uh, they they have a defense that's starting to grow and their offense is lights out. Uh, they probably should have beaten Tampa Bay 
to start the season. So don't you mean home playoff game? Uh, in regards to the Cowboys. Yeah. You think they're going to get first round? You're gonna, they're going to get the number one seed. I, I think they could. Holy crap. You weren't yeah. very high on them four weeks ago. I, I wasn't, <laughs> I, I didn't know what to expect from the defense, but, um, looks like they play the, um, AFC West and they play the, uh, da, da, da. who is this? This is the NFC South. Those are the two that they match up against, um, their toughest remaining on the schedule. They are at the Patriots. They host the Broncos. They are at Minnesota. Like we know, um, at the chiefs, at the Saints could be tough. Um, they host the Cardinals on the 2nd of January, which that could be the game that's for the yeah. <laughs> for the uh, number one seed. Well, this so. is noteworthy because uh, that's that's pretty. Uh, that's a lot of praise that I didn't see coming from you on them. So uh, we'll see if it's sustainable. Next week for the Panthers, they have the Eagles at home, and we Vikings fans want them to beat the Eagles so that they're not riding some desperate losing streak against the Vikings. We know how that'll end. And then the Giants have a rivalry game against the Cowboys. Uh, Giants one and three. The Cowboys are three and one. Uh, the next game was the Colts got off the Schneid, twenty-seven seventeen win over the Wayward Miami Dolphins, led by Jacoby Brissett. Wentz gets the first win in uh, the white and blue. And let's see, what was noteworthy there? I know Jonathan Taylor scored. Uh, Devontae Parker got off the Schneid for fantasy. Uh, I, I think Wentz looked pretty good, didn't he? He did. He did. And uh, the indie defense, or, or it could have just been the play calling from the Dolphins, but uh, they got absolutely nothing going on the ground. Um, mm-hmm. they, fo- they forced Brissett to throw the ball, and uh, there was a mixed bag of results there. Um, so, that you know, that might be the formula going forward is – load the box and force Brissett to make some plays. I uh, had a coworker ask me uh, just in the parking lot, if I were him, would I start miles Gaskin or Michael Carter this week? And I was like, Oh, how the mighty of 2020 have fallen. If we're asking <laughs> each other, whether or not to bench Gaskin, and I got Gaskin relatively high, you know, whatever fourth, yeah. fifth round in one of my leagues. And now he looks like he has returned to what people thought he was in the summer of 2020, which was nobody had ever heard of him. Uh, so that's where they are. Jason, the Colts got off the uh, Schneid and Wentz got his first victory. I don't know that that does much for their long-term prognosis. Maybe a kickstart something, uh, but they're one in three. I know you're not a Wentz guy. What do you think of the Colts? I think Jason's on mute here. Um, <laughs> but one thing you mentioned Gaskin, as, as you saw in our league, I just, traded him away trying to <laughs> uh, get rid of him before the bottom completely falls out. So, yeah, you were trading all over the place. You traded Nick Chubb uh, <laughs> and I saw your name attached to that. I was like, Oh, I bet you got a King's ransom. And then I saw Debo and I was like, what's he doing? Is this you guys hear me? We can no, now, we can. sir. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Give us your, uh, your temperature on the Colts after they decided to go to one and three. Yeah, I mean, I think the Colts, I think you guys would agree. The Colts have a good team. Um, mm-hmm. They need to, you know, I mean, they can potentially still turn it around. I'm not going to put too much credence against the win against the Dolphins. Um, but the Dolphins aren't a terrible team either. I mean, they're not a super uh, playoff team, I don't think. But, you know, they were right in there last year. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that the that the Colts got a win I was expecting a few more of them by now, but. But you don't, you think that, what are they? Are they eight, nine, nine and eight type of team right now? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think, I think that they get to close to 500, um, you know, barring a miraculous turnaround from Wentz. And I mean, something that's much more than what he did this last week. I mean, when he had a couple touchdowns, no picks. Yeah. He basically Uh, didn't look shitty. So he looked good. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, if he can get back to that, you know, 2018 form, you know, then then we can start having another conversation. But um, I did want to try because I think I lost connection yeah, when we were did. talking about the uh, the Lions, mm-hmm. the Lions game. And I, I just wanted to comment on that, too, because the you're right. I don't think that the Lions are a bad team. I think Jared Goff played a pretty reasonable game. Um, I love the, you know, I mean, I'm just, was looking at his, uh, stats and, you know, 24, 38, almost 300, 299 and two touchdowns, no picks. Um, but the way he spread the ball around, I mean, I like that four, six, Mm -hmm. three, four, four, all with 30 to 40, 46, 70, 83 yards. That is great ball distribution. And I, for some reason, pay attention to things like that. And I think that's great. Um, didn't amount to much. I mean, still, still lost to the Bears with a with a miserable game uh, for for Fields. Well, I mean, I, I mean, decent compared to last week. If you're gonna compare weeks, you know, had a couple hundred yards, but still threw a pick, no touchdowns. So I don't know. That's that, I just wanted to say that about Goff. Okay, fair enough. Uh, the Colts and let's see, the Colts. Let's see, they're gonna get a big fat greasy loss to the Ravens on Monday Night Football on my birthday uh, because that is in Baltimore. And then who will the Dolphins lose to next? Let's see. Uh, I think the, New England. Nope. Uh, you get same guy, the Buccaneers. Buccaneers. Okay. Yep, they go to Tampa. Even though, fun fact, a lot of people know this. When the game is in Miami, this one is not. Brady habitually, by his standards, struggles a little bit for some reason when the Patriots used to go to Miami, but this one is in Tampa bucks are three and one. They'll go to four and one. I'm calling it now. It's a bold take, isn't it? Uh, What's next on the docket here. (laughs) Um, Hold on. I'm going to pull up these box scores. Uh, Oh boy. The Browns and the Vikings. Uh, We had an intimate view of it. It was a lifeless offense performance from the Vikings. After a good first drive, they decided that, that's all they need to do was score a touchdown, and it didn't work Snooze out. Snooze fest. Surprise, surprise, yeah. Uh, so how that went is that there were two drives in the first quarter, and they were both robust scoring drives by each team. And then my I've, my wife was sitting right next to me, of course, and she was like, these second and third quarters just dragging. And I was like, yeah, by contrast, that first quarter, which was over within, felt like 12 real-time minutes. Yeah. Uh, then I just dragged and dragged. Uh, West had uh, phenomenal seats. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it couldn't get a win for him. But <laughs> uh, for the Browns, they survived in advance. They're three and one gives them a great spot in the AFC North. And then the Vikings are putting themselves in back against the wall spot against the Lions, which is not a terrible opponent for that task. Um, but Jason, you're the uh, voice of reason here because Wes and I cover the team, um, you know, in a literary fashion. Uh, do you think the Vikings are kaput? No, no, nope, <laughs> I don't. Uh, I mean, you got to remember who they just lost to. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Browns, I like the Browns equally. I, I mean, the top three in the AFC. Um, only other teams ahead of them would be um, Kansas City. And um, Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah. Otherwise, the Browns, I mean, I think that they could have been Super Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. So they, it's not like they, did, they didn't lose to, a, to an in, inferior opponent that you've said it last week. They could very easily be undefeated right now. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously the ball doesn't bounce that way and it doesn't matter when it comes to that. But no, I, they're not done. Um, I think they'll beat the Packers both times this year. Um, to squash any tiebreaker that, that, I mean, it's just taking a minute. So Wes, everything Jason just said is absolutely correct. And the Browns are top three, if not top four AFC team. Why doesn't it feel like we have any sort of moral victory from that game? Not even moral victory, but why doesn't it feel like we hung with the best and lost by one score? It does not feel like that. Um, I, I think because it conjures memories of, um, what was it 2019 when we went to San Francisco in the playoffs mm-hmm. and the, the MO that year was if you could apply pressure to cousins, uh, oftentimes, uh, not necessarily he folded in the moment, but the team as a whole, 
uh, himself included kind of mm-hmm. folded on the offensive side. And, and that's what happened. You know, the, uh, the first three weeks of the season there, he was under pressure, maybe 24, 25% of the time of his dropbacks uh, against Cleveland. He was under pressure about 50% of the time um, factor into that, that, a large majority of those pressures came on four man rush. And that's just, that's a recipe for success for any football team. You, if you're able to apply pressure on 50% of the quarterback's dropbacks with only four uh, pass rushers, then it's, it's almost game over. It's difficult to lose those type of games. And uh, I, I think that's why we're kind of perplexed and, baffled because we have a offensive line that uh, we've thought highly of the first three weeks of the season. And then they get their first real test and, you know, they didn't do well. Um, I don't think the offensive coordinator called plays to compensate for that. Um, You know, there there has to be a zig to the zag Uh, knowing that this is the, area in which your quarterback is deficient, you have to have some kind of, you know, doomsday game plan to help compensate for that. Okay. Um, and then the point of order that I also made the Vikings show that people either don't know or haven't caught on yet that through four games, Baker Mayfield has sucked. He flat out yeah. has been not good. Um, doesn't matter which metric you use PFF passer rating, QBR, DVOA, he is in the bottom five of the NFL for performance, and he's in a sort of contract year. Uh, so I want to point that out that he still has plenty of time to do better and grow within that offense, even though it's a weird temporary regression. But if you are playing fantasy and are forced to think about him or you're just watching a Browns game, no, to date, Baker Mayfield has certifiably sucked. Um, that's where we're at with him. Now, I'm going to go just over some scores of these games and then get into some of these more red meat games. The Giants saved their season 27-21 over the Saints. I talked about that with the Saquon mention. The Jets got their first win in overtime over the Titans. I said a little bit earlier, the Titans were pissed. This is why Uh, Zach Wilson gets his first QB win um, Mm -hmm. as a starter. The Chiefs took care of business against the Eagles, 42-30, to 30, although that game, as I was told, was never really that close. The yeah. uh, Eagles battled back, but only when the you know, Chiefs were like, now nah, we're good on cruise control. And now some of these uh, these, these meaty games, the, the Cardinals have established themselves through the first sort of quarter in the season, what we used to call the first quarter of the season, as the best team in football. They are the only undefeated team. They beat the pants off the Rams in Los Angeles. Is mm-hmm. Are they uh, number one with a bullet to get to the NFC championship, Jason? Oh, man. I <laughs> This week was really kind of, you know, Wes, you can take this first. I, I'm going to I'm going to sit back for a second. Let me think about this one. Yeah. Um, I mean, as of right now, they are, you know, showing their dominance. They. um man, they, they seem to have everything they need on, on offense. Uh, one thing that I help, uh, what that I think is helping them this year is they're getting more out of the run game. Uh, they have James Connor, they have, uh, chase Edmonds and you know, those guys are producing and it's allowing Murray to not have to run as much. And in doing that, I, I, I think I even addressed this in the off season. If, if he's able to stay in the pocket and, and still make plays with his feet, but you know, on less of a need, he's going to stay healthy. This team's going to thrive. And that's kind of what we're seeing right now. Uh, as more game film comes out, I'm sure teams will be able to kind of scheme a little bit better. Um, I thought Minnesota did, pretty good at scheming against him uh, in their game. And, you know, they were a field goal away from uh, walking out of Arizona with a victory. Um, uh, I didn't really watch too much of their game against the Jaguars, but the Jaguars were able to hang with them for a half. And, you know, maybe they just got got up 
for the matchup against the Rams because they just handed them <laughs> uh, yeah. ugly, ugly loss. Well, it, the Rams could have been coming off a high from beating the Bucks the way they did too. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so and you got to figure that these these divisional games are always going to be tough. I can't. I still think the Rams are a better team than the Cardinals. I think that there's a few teams in the NFC that are better than the Cardinals. Um, when it's when it's going to be all said and done, I'm going to watch. Um, again, I don't watch religiously many games other than Denver, but I, I've sat and watched Cardinals play a few times. Kyler Murray will give you, um, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Give you um, opportunities to to beat that team, mm-hmm. whether it be by a pick or a you know. I mean, I've you you can watch him in one minute; he just looks flawless, yeah. and then the next minute. It, yeah, like, oh my, I don't know about that play there. So, I mean, while they're four and all, which is great, and they obviously can hang with anybody, I don't, I, I don't like him as one of the heavyweights. I, I mean, just don't. you don't, you think that the four and all is, you need to see more? No, I mean, the four and all is, is it makes sense to me, right? But I mean, mm-hmm. I think down the stretch, I mean, I, I like the Rams better. I like, I, uh, I, I think the Niners can take them. Um, but they're going to beat each other up in that division, yeah. like you alluded to before the the season started. But you know uh, the Bucks. Um, you know, I just think there's too many teams that can't that can and will beat that team. I uh, I picked the Rams to reach Super Bowl, and I still stick by that. I think this is the type of game that uh, McVay can learn from, and I think he's smart enough to do so. But it's kind of me having it both ways. I also think that, you know, sometimes you watch a coming-of-age film, which usually involves, like, some teenagers and a new type of feel in cinema. I think that's what the Cardinals are. They're coming-of-age. Murray yeah. is is the – I think he's the paramount MVP candidate right now. Um, but to Jason's point, they were 6-3 and three last year, fresh off the steam of the Hale Murray, and they face-planted. They All they really had to do was win one more game, and they couldn't do it. So we once we get down to crunch time – We'll have to see if they that rears their ugly heads again if they if they can't close. Uh, but right now, just kind of like the Broncos last week, they've got a beautiful cushion. They're four and zero, and so it really wouldn't matter if they lost these next two because they've taken care of business against their first four opponents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's 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 a fun team to watch for it sure. Is, and, yeah, and they got they got big names. They do big plays. They got the young coach. They got the young quarterback. Yeah, it's really a team that almost like. A, Steph Curry, like warriors, where if you're just getting yeah. into sports, you want to lot, latch onto them and get the poster and all that stuff. Yeah. It's funny. I was actually going to compare them to the, to the fab five in Michigan. <laughs> yeah. There you go. If you remember those guys back in the day, they were just awesome to watch and, but they never, they never got it done either. <laughs> yeah. Hey Wes, uh, l- last week you said that the loser of Seahawks 49ers probably had a ticket to their couch, um, which means they would not reach the postseason. Uh, do yeah. you stand by that after the Seahawks won by seven points over the Lance-led 49ers? Um, yeah, I, I got to stick by that. Um, yeah, We knew Seattle wasn't going to lose three in a row. Right. Uh, <laughs> they have a tough game tomorrow. So Yeah, guy, I looked at that. I forgot about that. Uh, I looked at my, our, my wife was sitting on the couch again tonight and I told her to take a look at her fantasy teams because, you know, we're getting down to that time of the week. And uh, I was like, let's see what tr- piece of trash game we have tomorrow night. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they go to Los Angeles to play the Rams. Uh, they will probably be without running back Chris Carson. Um, I, I actually believe Seattle will more than likely be the team to, to miss the playoffs, but I will stick with. Uh, my prediction that the loser of this game will not make the playoffs. So that would be the San Francisco 49ers. Um, Trey Lance will probably get the start this week uh, with uh, Jimmy hobbled um, mm-hmm. going back to the, uh, my fantasy trade we were talking about uh, <laughs> yeah. where you said I traded Nick Chubb for Debo Samuel question mark. Yep. <laughs> um, a few Debo stats uh, this year so yeah, far. You he, did what? I yes. traded Nick Chubb for Debo Samuel. And let me tell you why. Uh, the league that I'm in, uh, you get kind of bonus points for going over 100 yards, for going over 
uh, 150 yards, et cetera. Um, it kind of benefits the wide receiver more. Oh. Um, Debo Samuel, he's currently fourth in targets in, in the NFL, fifth in receptions, first in yards, first in yards per reception, and first in yards after catch. So he is getting the volume needed to be a number one wide receiver, and he is producing. Um, that's why I, I made that move for him. Um, he and Tyree Kill are uh, the only two wide receivers to have two games over 150 yards uh, so far this year. And I, I, I don't know what happened with Brandon Ayuk, but yeah. uh, San Francisco has kind of gone away from him. Um, Kittle's involved a little bit, and I'm sure not enough. No, no <laughs> I'm sure there'll be games where he's involved a little bit more, but Debo appears to be that guy. So yep, you're getting out in front um, of it. I tell you what, if you're giving up Chubb, no matter what the scoring is, that's and a, with Chubb, top, he's top nine pick in the draft. Yeah, and he's splitting carries. Yeah, with, with I, 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 I don't care about that anymore. I I put out a trade <laughs> offer for Chubb, uh, and I put up Dalvin for him. I I want Chubb on my team, and I, I'm one and three anyway. So I figure if I'm going to lose, I want to lose with my guy. Yeah, I wanted Chubb at the beginning of the year. I made the decision to go with Dalvin. I want Chubb on my team immediately. <laughs> so I'm going to toot my own horn here. I'm in seven leagues for folks that uh, want the overkill. Uh, in the first week, I went five and two. The second week, I went five and two. The third week, I went five and two. And this week, I went four and three. So I nice. am I am undergoing unprecedented health from my rosters by mm-hmm. sheer luck. And I, I'm only underwater in one league, and that's my work league, and I'm one in three. So uh, I, I'm a, I'm a decent fo- fantasy football player, and this week, this year, the stars are aligned. Um, so let's see, let's 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 throw this out there. It's not a bold take, but this is a guarantee that tomorrow night's game between the Seahawks and the Rams is guaranteed to go to that late in the fourth quarter with Russell Wilson doing something heroic. Every every primetime game I watch with that man, they're trailing, and it's like, is he going to do it? It's like, of course he's going to do it. Uh, so get your popcorn ready because you know that game will tunnel deep into the fourth quarter, and you won't be quite sure if they're going to have enough time on the clock for Russell Wilson. And he will, and he'll tie it, blah, blah, blah. We've seen it 100 times. That's <laughs> right. the way it is. All right, so we're running short on time. We've got about 10 minutes. Um, Jason, I need you to dissect Broncos, Ravens, even though that might be painstaking. What happened? Yeah, you know, it was. It started off good. It was, uh, they, you know, they got on the on the board first. The offense was moving the ball. The running game was working well. Um, you know, Teddy was being Teddy, and and they got that it, that first scoring drive, and and then it was all their defense just went to shit. I, but I mean, I I don't know how you. Fangio's defense clearly was not successful against what the Ravens were going to do, or the Ravens were just better coached and they knew exactly what they were going to do. Yeah, and running, up the score, running up their yardage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They held Lamar somewhat in check, but I mean, he passed all over us. Yeah. So, um, so here's silver, the, the here's silver lining I'm looking at is we only lost by two possessions. But the problem was, is that when, when Teddy went out, the, the sales got sucked right out of the team. Mm-hmm. And it, it, and then it, there it was again, three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. I knew it was going to overthrown ball, overthrown, ball. I knew it was going to happen. And it just did. It well, then he, brought he, me back to the years past. And it was an awful, awful feeling. Even though we only lost by two possessions, it was still. Oh. Well, here's the thing that will illustrate your emotional maturity through one month are you excited to see Locke take the reins this week or are you like son of a bitch you know i'm maybe i i'm not i'm not excited <laughs> to, to see that after seeing what kind of leadership teddy has mm-hmm. and uh you know i mean he was a huge drew fan still like drew but just the calmness that he has out there and the the ability to galvanize the troops and how they seem to you know, follow his lead and how no situation is ever too big. He's so calm. It's just, it's nice to see that where, you know, when then you get lock in there and it just really, it kind of takes me back to when Tebow used to drop back. It's like, (laughs) Oh my God, what's he, what's he going to do? I mean, he could one play left and he threw it an interception. He didn't have to do that. Just could have thrown it away. 
Um, yep. But, you know, I know I don't I know, do know Locke did have a good preseason when the quarterback duel was in full effect. So maybe with a full weeks of practice, I mean, he can get the, the timing with the receivers down a little bit. And, you know, maybe it'll maybe it'll be better than it was last year. All I know is this is a must win game for Denver against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Has, yeah, they have to win. Especially now that the Steelers are not that good. Not that good. No. Yeah, and a month ago, it, a month ago, you would want to go in there with a puncher's chance. But now the expectation is that you better for damn sure take care of business if you want to be considered a you know contender. Yeah, for sure. I mean, then if they can do that and if they can come out and move the ball again and, you know, do what they had been doing the first three weeks, granted it was against inferior opponents, but they were still moving the ball. Last year, it didn't matter if they went up against an inferior opponent, they'd still go three and out <laughs> constantly. So hopefully they can get back to that and um, we get back to a regular offense to defend. Yeah. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater on him. Um, I will, I will say this uh, for the rest of his life, he will forever be a, at the very minimal, a good quarterback. that's wholesome. That can lead a football team. That is his ground floor. Um, at some situations like the Panthers, that's really all he could squeeze out of them or they could squeeze out of him. Uh, but he is a starting quarterback and he's, he's, he does just enough uh, in a lot of games to win, and he shows up when it counts. That's what he's been since he's been a pro. Uh, it always will be, when does he take it to that next level? Is it consistent, and does he have the, the weaponry around him? And right now, he does before the, the concussion, and we'll see when he's back. Uh, Wes, take me through Packers-Steelers. You still there, Wes? Can you hear me? There, you didn't have your thing down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Packer, Packers, Steelers, let's hear it. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Pittsburgh, they, they have way too many deficiencies on the offensive side to compensate uh, and keep up with uh, what their defense brings. Uh, I think their defense is, you know, not necessarily elite, but good enough to uh, get them a few wins. Uh but the offense for all the talent that they have at the skill positions, um, the offensive line is, you know, pretty poor. And Ben, he looks kind of like Breeze did last year, where he just he doesn't have um, what it's going to take to, uh, you know, elevate the the rest of the offense that um, isn't there. You know, the the offensive line. Whatnot. Um, I heard a few radio pundits uh, saying, you know, it might be time to to bench Big Ben. I, I don't believe that they're going to do that, but um, it, it's not looking good for Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, Green Bay took care of business at home like they're supposed to, and that's pretty much it for the game. Uh, that was, from what I could tell, another like snooze fest type of game. <laughs> if the <laughs> if this went something to the tune of five and 12, if they really were bad and their defense didn't even matter. Defense is pretty good and talented. Would Tomlin be on the hot seat or they just, they don't do the hot seat in Pittsburgh. I, I don't think they do it in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, he's, no, never, he's never had a losing season. Has he? No, he's no, just, no. he's just like, I, I bring this up analogy up enough and then people get mad at it in the Vikings world. This this. He's like Zimmer. Zimmer's bad seasons are eight and eight or seven and nine. And that's how Belichick's always done it. That's how Sean Payton does it. That's how uh, Tomlin does it, that they never have terrible seasons. And the the Steelers, you know, have three coaches in 60 years. Uh, I just wanted to know from Wes if Tomlin would, would get the toastiness on the butt cheeks. But apparently what's what's uh, what's their other alternative if they if they should bench Roethlisberger? Oh, it's still that Mason Rudolph or Dwayne oh, Haskins or Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Yep. Haskins. Yeah. I don't know. Washington don't... first round pick from like yeah. three years ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. Same year as uh, drew. Yeah. All right. Jason, take me through Brady getting the best of his old team in that spectacle. Boy, that was a great game. Yeah, uh, I was defensive. Yeah. Very much so mm-hmm. in the rain and the pouring rain. And it was, it was, uh, it was good to see it as close as it was. I thought Mac Jones, um, kind of held his own in the midst of, uh, the, the 
uh, I don't know if you'd call it pressure that he might've felt. Absolutely. Um, I certainly straight completions. Yeah. yeah. Tip of the hat. Yeah. No kidding. I would have been, you know, that, that, that's pretty dang impressive. Really. I mean, I'd be, you know, I put myself in his shoes. I'd be nervous as shit having Brady Waltz <laughs> in there and, you know, the legend, just, yeah, the legend, legend versus the pipsqueak, the legend strolls in and he's, he's like a uh, double his age. And he just, he, they, they kept showing all the, all the uh, Super Bowl banners up on the, up on the, by Gillette there. And yeah, Brady just is responsible for all those. And he just, uh, so it was a great game and I kind of figured Brady, but they, they were in a position to, to win it. So Hey, Wes, I don't know if you got to see any of it or some of it in your uh, Minneapolis hotel, but uh, point of order at the postgame, Brady gave his postgame interview with uh, one of the reporters, and it was the perfect interview by an athlete. Uh, He's a shout out to his mom and dad, his family. Mm -hmm. He, he, He tugged at the emotional strings of Patriots fans saying, hey, I belong to this town. I'll be back here when it's all said and done. These are my people. Uh, he's like, of course they cheered for their team. I would have too, if I was in, you know, a fan, he just, he just gave like, like a, a a politician's speech, but it felt real. It connected. And it's, it's like, why couldn't we have had this version of Brady for 20 years where he's this fan favorite instead of Darth Vader? Um, (laughs) because the guy is like, I, I, I know that he might be perceived as arrogant, but I think that was a Patriots thing. I don't think that was a Brady thing. Uh, he just, yeah. uh, he continues to amaze. And like Jason said, he, you know, he's in his sixties now or however old. He is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and it wouldn't have mattered if Brady was that in, I, some could argue that he was that way still. I mean, Maybe, every yeah. interview I've always said, I've always seen with him. I've always just think he's nothing but a class act always up there. Like you said, thinking his, you know, saying hi to his family, shout mm-hmm. out to, you know, the kids and everybody back home, I'll be home soon. And things like that. he's always been that way. Everybody just hated him because he always won. I mean, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, it. people wish they were Tom Brady. The guy's life could not get any better. Yeah. Right. I, on I and always, off the football field. I always, uh, <laughs> I always chuckle that the people that really don't care about football, maybe watch a little bit or people that just tune in for the Super Bowl because there's a party. I bet you every year they're like, this guy again, like, you know, <laughs> like this attractive guy is in the school again. It's like in rounders when Matt Damon's character is trying to justify to his girlfriend. He's like, how do you think the same five dudes get to the world series poker final table every year? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. And this uh, guy again, he's not just beating bad opponents, beating Mahomes, and he's still just beating the best of the best. And yeah, this is like, it's crazy. crazy. I, and it's so good. <laughs> And in uh, in our our other field, uh, West in basketball, jo- Michael yeah. Jordan will always live on this pedestal, and rightfully so. But I swear to Christ, Brady is right there <laughs> in the pantheon. If we're gonna use these rings as the almighty thing, like man, yeah. you gotta start to think like Brady. I mean, man, it's 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 incredible. And I I people think, well, yeah, the, they protect the quarterbacks now, and he and he can play forever. And I, I really don't think that other dudes are going to play till they're 44. Nobody I, think, right. I nope. think it's a Brady thing. They're just, they're just it, like LeBron's at the top of his game uh, at age 36. I, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's because of these the, the ice chambers they go in to keep their body good. I think it's just because LeBron is so great and Brady is so great. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. If it was, if it was because of the rule changes, there'd be others. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and, and I'll say, that that might mean that Rodgers can play till 40 and Breeze played till 30 something. And maybe even one of the guys in the middle, like Russell Wilson, he might play till 39, 40 and be great. But this, this, this mystifying idea that you're at the top of your game at 43, just abusing the Prince of football, Patrick Mahomes. It's, it's wild. And I can't, but I, on my, uh, when I was just doing the Viking show with McKinney, uh, I think we were trying to pick the Super Bowl winner, and I was like, I feel like a piece of garbage picking against Brady because I know I'm going to eat my words. And then, <laughs> like, no less than 24 hours later, I was eating my words, thinking, "How did I pick against Brady?" Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and if you watch his game, doesn't matter if it's if it's the Bucks highlights or even old Patriots highlights, it's the same. <laughs> it's the same thing. He drops back, maybe a play action and quick. Yeah, I mean, it's the same motions. 
He does everything the exact same way he did 10 years ago. Yeah, and he even gets the ball out faster now. I think faster. Had, yeah, I think yeah. they had a stat in week one. Yeah, when they were on primetime, they had some next-gen stat that you know, he's getting rid of the ball faster. So not only is he getting old, he's getting better. And it's like, this isn't supposed to happen this way. No, no it's not. <laughs> and it's incredible. I love it. All right, so the final topic is teams that you should hate if you don't. Uh, Raiders at Chargers. The Chargers put a spanking on Las Vegas in a a home game for the Chargers that, by Steve Young's mouth, had 85% Raiders <laughs> fans in attendance. Uh, so the Chargers, they got to they gotta be spooky for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. It was, I, I you know, I had, uh, was going into that final game and I'm going to bring up fantasy again. So I had Mike Williams on my team. I was down by 14. I thought that that was, you know, left me in a pretty good spot. I needed him to have a reasonable game. He's been on fire this year. Mm -hmm. So far I wake up, it's 28, 13. I'm like, well, certainly Williams contributed to this score. No, no one catch 11 yards, two points. Um, but, (laughs) but yeah, the chargers are, the chargers are coming. Yeah, they're good. And, um, yeah, I don't. I think it says more about how good the Chargers are than how bad the Raiders are. Fair enough. Wes, uh, Steve Young, when they were, did you see the lightning uh, delay when they were? Yeah, they were just filling time with, uh, and rightfully so, with talking points. And oh, it drives me bonkers. He said that Herbert is generational talent, and I, we're we're getting to the point with that definition of the word where we're just flinging it out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, oh, it bugs me. There, there's. Generational players include the aforementioned LeBron James, the aforementioned Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Michael Phelps, Tiger Woods, uh, the very limited window of Steph Curry there when he just sprung out of nowhere. Um, and that's the way he plays because of his shooting. Uh, but we, we can't assign Hall of Fame like he did. He actually said, uh, uh, no, it was uh, on the Hall of Fame thing. That was Schefter. Okay. Uh, yep. And, but Young said generational talent, and we can't throw that word around like that. If you want it to remain special, you can't just see, you know, Saquon and be like, oh, he's generational. You've got to see five, six, seven seasons. Right. Um, so that was my little soapbox. Uh, the Raiders, pretenders, or what? Uh, I, I think I need to see more. Uh, they are kind of a fringe team for me. I, I don't think that they are um, a team that will be at the – the very top um, the chargers on the other hand, I, I believe are legitimate. Um, I think they have one of the more underrated defenses in the league right now, um, which if you need a fantasy defense, go pick the chargers up because uh, in two games where they were predicted to score minimally, um, they held their own against the Chiefs in Kansas City, and then they shut down a, a high power Raiders offense. So uh, the Chiefs defense is doing it too. legitimate. Uh, Derwin James is their Swiss Army knife, who they sorely missed uh, the last few years as he dealt with uh, various nagging injuries. And he is back. He looks healthy. And uh, I think as they continue to grow under their. Uh, their new head coach who was a defensive coordinator for the Rams, they are just going to continue to flourish. So, yeah, I noticed that too. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, (laughs) I remember looking around the last two years, uh, I think the Vikings played them. I know the Vikings played them in 2019. And I think I saw some Chargers games last year and I was trying to figure out like with all of these names, like Melvin Ingram was even on the team last year. Uh, And this is really when the Vikings went to play them in 2019. I was like, why, why are they just, garbage and now they're playing like the way that I thought they should the last two years with all those playmakers because Derwin James is money uh they got uh, Bosa on the edge and then our guy Linval in the middle and it seems like finally the names that are peppered on that depth chart are making mm-hmm. the plays that we always thought they would so yeah all right Jeff could have something to do with that yeah, oh yeah yeah that dude is that he's <laughs> he's he's the next uh Shanahan or McVay with uh with, with uh, the way that we're giving him praise he seems a little bit more humble than those two not that McVay and Shanahan aren't but he, he seems like a little bit more of an aw shucks type of dude yeah all right well that's all the time we have we'll be back after week five next Wednesday and previewing some of the week six stuff uh anything else from you gentlemen tonight 
That's nope. it, man. All right. Peace. All right. Later. Night. Later. You are watching a master at work. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.